Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Bridge. All right, cool. You guys can clap for that video. Man, I worked so hard on that thing. I was up day and night editing it. And when I say editing it, I mean downloading it from Life.Church's Open Network. So thanks, Life.Church, for the video. But it's perfect for our new series because we are in a new series on the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be in it for the next three weeks. Um, who knows some facts about the Holy Spirit? What do you guys know about the Holy Spirit? Say it again, Leon. Tis. Okay. Say that in modern English for me. Okay, interesting, interesting, okay. Liam, can, can I, you, you, you made a, a, a perfect mistake for me to correct. And it's, it's helpful for the teaching. Liam said, it's everywhere, right? That's, that's dude, I, I, as a pastor, sat before another pastor, did the same thing, right? So I got your back on this, but this is such a good thing. You, I feel like we planned this, right? What's the problem with saying it's every, everywhere? Yes, he is everywhere. Thank you, Mr. Leon. You get it? Well, no, no, no. But that's the thing. That's the thing. The Holy Spirit is a person who we must know and we must walk in relationship with. But we view it as an it when he is God. Dude, dude, I got your back. As a pastor, I would trip like that, right? So, so that's good. Thank you, Leon. Good. What else? I felt like you had your hand raised. Yes, exactly. Yes, a member of the Holy Trinity. Yeah, what else? Yes, Caleb. He lives inside of us. How? Like, why? When we accept Jesus, Lord and Savior, he came to reside inside of us, making us temples of him, right? That's an amazing thing. These are beautiful truths. Anyone else have anything to add? That's very good. Yeah, Nathan. That's great. He is a gift to us from God, right? So I'm going to run with that, Nathan. So Jesus says to the disciples, apart from me, you can do nothing, right? They're like, well, man, if you're a disciple, if you're one of the 12, you're like, well, thank God that you're here, Jesus Christ, because we want to do something. In fact, we want to flip the world upside down just the way you've called us to and said that we can through you, Jesus Christ. But then, and just... Uh, a moment's notice out of the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus is arrested and then ultimately killed on a cross. He's gone. So if you're a disciple, you fled in fear, you're hiding, and you're realizing and remembering, he said, apart from him, we can do nothing, and now he's gone. That's it, right? Have you guys uh, seen the first Jurassic Park film? Right? So, so, so nerd out with me for a second. Do you remember when, like, before everything's really getting into a lot of trouble, a big storm comes, the electricity goes out, right, because that... That bad evil dude ultimately turned it down. It wasn't because of the storm. And you got the two children waiting in that epic Jeep that's like multicolored. Do you guys remember this part? Do you remember who was in that Jeep with them initially? No, I wish he was. This is an, eventually he will be. But this is still the, the, like, like it's, it's a lawyer, right? Do you guys remember the lawyer from the first movie? Right? And, and, then, and then like, like he gets scared, right? Um, T-Rex comes out and is about to wreck these guys. And he bails on the kids. Right? And he runs in, and where's he run to? He runs into the bathrooms. Yes, thank you. Okay, but what does the young lady, the teenage girl who's in the Jeep, uh, look back in fear when she realizes? What, what is she saying? What? She screams, but what did she say? He left us! Right? Thank you. You guys are so good. This is so quotable. Right? Man, the disciples are like, he left us! Right? He's gone. 
But Jesus would also say, it's important for you that I go away so that the comforter, the Holy Spirit, would come. And have you guys ever been left alone somewhere? Can, can someone tell me that story? You guys been left somewhere as a child? Been left at church? I know. Who's been left at church before? Yep, yep. Amen, amen. Cool. T- tell me, you, you got a good you've been left somewhere story? What do you think, Julie? Um, my grandparents, so I, Holy smokes. What kind of spa are we talking? Okay. So meanwhile, like, you took care of yourself, right? Uh, okay. Just waiting. You're like, this is it. This is what death is. It's coming for me slowly. Okay. Cool. Uh, horrific. Horrific. Any, anything else? Anyone got to? Yeah. What do you think, Liam? For you? Okay. And that, and that kind of, like, fog, that's on them. They need to communicate, right? Okay. So, so, so maybe we've all been left somewhere at some point or another. I remember um, going on my first... Um, First time to the airport, we were flying to the to Vermont, right? And um, like, do you guys remember the monorails that take you from like the security clearance over to where like the the airplanes actually take off, right? You guys, you guys, you guys been to MCO, right? That's how it works, right? So like, the the doors open, and I'm like five, I'm stoked, I'm about to like take off on my first plane, and I run to go hop on the monorail, right? I'm like, oh, doors open, let's go, and I turned around and like, Vermont, here we come, right? And then the doors close. And none of my family's in there, right? And they pr- I proceeded to just be blasted to the other side of the airport alone. I'm like five years old. So scary, right? I'm so scared, right? Being alone is scary. You might feel at this season of life, you're alone. You're like, yeah, I, I know I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Like, I know I've been saved by God, but yet I feel so alone, right? I believe that it's because you and I are not walking in true relationship with the Holy Spirit. You have salvation for your soul, but you do not know the Holy Spirit who is God and the God that we must walk in at this point in time. Have you guys heard it been said that because of Jesus Christ, we're in a season of grace? Have you ever heard of that before? I believe we are also now in the time of the Holy Spirit, right? So I believe so often you guys say, God told me this or God showed me this or Jesus said this or Jesus said that. When really what I think you mean is the Holy Spirit. So I am going to do a super aerial, zoomed out view of the Holy Spirit tonight. And we're going to go deeper with this as the series goes on. Right? So, what did the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ bring? Throw it out there to me. When Jesus died, right? Died died for what? Which got us what? Salvation, perfect, thank you, yes. Yes, through the death of Jesus Christ, when he died for our sins on the cross, he purchased salvation. He saved us from a dire situation, right? What else did Jesus' death on the cross bring? Not just salvation, but what else? What is it? Yes, correct, yes, the Holy Spirit, right? But he also said that it's not just going to be Jews that are going to be my chosen people any longer, but anyone who wants to receive the free gift of salvation, as Nathan said, right, and gift of the Holy Spirit, anyone who wants that free gift can also be part of my royal family as well. Have you guys ever heard of the expression, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends? Have you guys heard that before? Right? Here's the thing. That actually is not true in God's kingdom. 
You can choose your family. You can choose to decide if you want to become a part of the Father's royal priesthood. Look at your neighbor and say, amazing. This is an amazing truth. And I think that, like I said earlier, we're not missing something in this season of our life, but we are missing someone, and it is the Holy Spirit, right? We're missing out on a relationship with him. And you know who loves that? Satan loves that you, at this time in your life, are potentially missing out on a relationship with the Spirit. Why? Because ultimately, you being saved but not walking in the empowerment of the Spirit is like Clark Kent, right? Knowing about his powers, right? To do incredible things, but always remaining Clark Kent and never stepping into Superman, right? Does anyone else besides me would love a Tesla, right? I, I want a Tesla. Do you, who, who doesn't care about the Tesla? Okay, cool. Well, first off, you're wrong, right? As your shepherd, you're wrong, okay? See, here's the thing. I heard that a few months back that Elon Musk was at the five guys off home. You guys heard this? You guys know what I'm talking about? Right? And I'm just like, maybe if I was there, he'd see me and be like, man, this guy looks pretty cool. Maybe we should give him a Tesla. Right? I wasn't there. Wrong place, wrong time. Should have gone to five guys that day. Right? But I think that sometimes you and I, walking as saved children of God, without the empowerment of the Spirit, is like Elon gave you that Tesla, but you never charged her up. Right? Man, what are we doing? We must walk empowered through the Holy Spirit. He is our counselor. Now, tonight's teaching is called the Holy Spirit waiting with him for Jesus. We're going to be in John chapter 14. So if you have your Bible, please open it or you can read with me on the screen. Jesus is saying to the disciples, I will ask the father and he will give you another counselor. Everyone say another. Another counselor to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and he will be inside of you. See, this is another counselor with a capital C. Not better than God, not less than God, but God himself. And he will be with you forever, we see in verse 16. He is our pledge. He's our down payment. He makes it certain that our resurrection is in fact coming. He makes it certain that we will be risen with Christ like Christ, right? We are not resurrected yet. We're not in heaven yet because Jesus has not come back yet. Man, we must know and walk in the spirit. We are waiting. That's why tonight's teaching is waiting on this, waiting with the spirit on Jesus Christ. We are waiting for Christ to come back and we're going to stand before him one way or another. Either A, we die and we stand before God or B, he comes back and we see him coming on the clouds to redeem his children, right? One way or another, we will be before Jesus Christ and we must wait for that time and live as if we are waiting. Every generation has been waiting for something. For 430 years, the Israelites were waiting on their promised del deliverance from Egypt. For 40 years, the Israelites, they were waiting on their promised entrance into the promised land. And then another 400 years would be separated between the book of Malachi, the prophet, and John the Baptist, waiting for the Messiah to be born and start his ministry. The disciples of Christ, they would have to wait what felt like forever, but they would only wait three days for the resurrected Jesus to return. And then they would have to wait again for the arrival of the Holy Spirit. So here we are at this point with us in history now, you and I together, we are waiting on what? What are we waiting on right now at this point? We talked about other parts of history. Who are we waiting on? What are we waiting on? The return of Jesus Christ. He is coming back to judge so here's what I want us to start doing. Instead of us going and asking each other, how are you doing? 
I think, a really good way to check in on somebody. Because what are you going to say if you ask them how they're doing? Nine times out of ten. Good. Good. Goes nowhere. Maybe we should start asking each other, how are you waiting? Because that changes everything. That makes us put our eyes back on Jesus Christ. It makes us rethink why we're here and where we're going and what we should be doing. How are you waiting? How often do you consider the return of the king? Are you considering him right now even? Right? I don't know. Verse 17 says, we can know him. Like, do we? Do we know the Holy Spirit? Do you know the Spirit? Or is he more, as we uh, say in other translations and in other churches, know him as the Holy Ghost? Right? And he's this mystical it or creature, this abstract supernatural thing that we really know nothing about, right? Verse 16, we saw that he will be with us forever. When we die and we stand before God, he is our seal. He is our pledge saying, that is my child. They have the Holy Spirit. Yes, Jesus will be interceding for us on our behalf, but the Spirit will be there with us. It says that he'll be with you in verse 16 forever, and that's even at judgment, right? You and I were waiting, and while we're waiting, we live on mission, obeying the command. What was the last command that Jesus gave us and the disciples before he ascended into heaven? What was it? Go and make disciples. While we are waiting, we are men and women of God being discipled, who go and make more disciples, but only doing that through the empowerment of the Spirit. Now, let me tell you guys something. I'm looking around this room, right? I'm looking like, who's here, who's not here? Who am I missing? And I'm, we have a great turnout tonight, and I was worried because some kids are quarantined right now. So, so, like, I was so blessed. I was telling Joey, like, bro, we got to take out some chairs. I don't think there's going to be a lot of kids tonight. So thank you for being here. And I'm looking around this room, and I'm like, I love these students. I believe in them. I'm doing life with them. I will charge the hill with them against any enemy, right? I believe in them, and I love the work that God is doing in their life. And because I know you, because I'm in relationship with you, I know that you want to crucify your sin in your flesh. I know you want to overcome sin. I know that about you, and I love that about you. I know that you also, as ambassadors of Christ, you want to set the captives free, right? The way that the Spirit empowers us to. I know that you also want to walk in intimacy with God. Man, we can do that through the Spirit. We can be as close to God as our breath, right? But we're not going to be that close to God if we are living a spiritless life, right? So why is this happening? How is this happening? The first reason I see that we're living a spiritless life is that some, the next thing you can see with me on the screen, some are not aware of the Spirit. It says in Acts 19, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. These are two people that are saved by God. They believe in the resurrected Jesus Christ. They have made them their Lord. And Paul comes and says, did you receive the Spirit? Right? So what we're seeing is that there's clearly, yes, an indwelling of the Holy Spirit that happens at conversion. But there's also a separate baptism of the Holy Spirit, which you guys may not have ever experienced before. You might be in this camp as well. Right? I mean, some of you guys are aware or not aware of the Holy Spirit, right? Paul explains, cool, I'm stoked you, you've repented, right? That is awesome. But are you walking in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit? And they are not. They never heard of him, right? 
See, here's the thing. Because I know you, I know your intentions, and I believe they're pure, and I think they're beautiful. I love the things you want to do. I love to hear about your dreams, right? Often, I try not to ask you what you want to do. I ask you, what's your dream, and what do you love, right? You guys know that about me, right? And I love to hear that, right? And you guys want to do great things for the kingdom of God, but our efforts will be futile if we are not aware of the Spirit, spirit and His presence, and we're not walking with Him, Right? So the next thing I see is not only are some living a spiritless life, but some, in fact, they resist the Holy Spirit. That's the next thing we're going to see on the screen, is that some people, they resist the Holy Spirit. Man, this author in Acts says, you stiff-necked people, pretty much, you're very stubborn. With your uncircumcised hearts and your ears, you are just like your fathers. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Because the truth is, we just learned in John 14, is that the Holy Spirit is in fact next to every single person testifying Jesus Christ is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, right? And he is the risen king, he is Lord, and you must submit your life to him, right? I believe that every person can know Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, even if they've never even seen a Bible in their life, right? I believe that the Holy Spirit is next to every single person saying Jesus is the way and you must turn your life over to him. And if you don't, then you will be separated from God forever. I mean, everybody gets that opportunity through spirit. And this author is saying you always resist the spirit, right? But in our stubbornness, in our God-given free will, right? God, he gives us the freedom to accept that free gift of salvation or reject it. The Holy Spirit's testifying. The Holy Spirit's next to every single person telling them Jesus is the way. But God, because he's a gentleman, he gives us a choice. Do you want to submit, Right? Has anyone ever, like, done any sort of, like, MMA training? Aaron, I know you're, you're a black belt now, right? Right, okay. Anyone else have any sort of training like that? Okay, you guys have had that a little bit, right? What does it mean to put someone in submission? Can someone explain that to me? You make them tap out, right? It's aggressive. It's forceful, right? We must submit to God, right? Spirit is telling us that, right? You must submit to the risen king. That is the truth. He's risen. He's defeated death. He's defeated sin. He's the only way that you can ever enter into heaven. He's the only way that you can ever have a relationship with God is receiving the free gift of salvation which Jesus purchased for us on the cross. That's the message of the Holy Spirit, right? And we must submit to that. But it's not an MMA submission, right? It's a willing submission that we must come under. So the next thing I want you to see is that the Holy Spirit will, in fact, comfort you. The Holy Spirit will comfort you. Right, man, I remember, because I, kn- I know this, and I know what it says in John, right? And when I'm in a hard time, when I'm struggling, because I struggle a lot, right? Guys, I feel like I overcome one thing one week. Man, I, my, my, my best friend in the world, his name is Spencer. I named my son after him, and, like, he checks on me, right, because he's a good friend. And I'm like, man, I just got to get through this event or, 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 or this hardship or, or this thing or, or this trial, and then I'll be good. And I get over it, and then another hard thing comes. You guys know what I'm talking about? It seems like trial after trial comes. And that's even mixed with good things. Like I tell you guys, that's the way of life. Simultaneous good things and bad things probably happening at the same time. And we need the comfort of the Holy Spirit. That's who he is. He comforts us. Jesus said, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Jesus was very comforting the disciples, right? And you and I, we can have that same comfort as well through the Holy Spirit. And he's going to abide with you for how long? Forever. 
and that is a beautiful thing. You and I, we must be walking in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. One day you guys are going to get your heart broken probably, right? One day you're not going to get into that school you wanted to, right? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe you guys are like going to have every relationship work out the way you want it to. You're going to get it every, any school you apply to. You're going to get every scholarship you want, right? Maybe that's you. I don't know. I haven't met that person yet, right? I think there's going to be a time in your life where you will need the comfort of the Holy Spirit. You guys, this is important. Please focus on this. If you're not focused on this, please focus on the word of God and show reverence to it. Sometimes someone you love is sick or hurt. Sometimes something in your life will not go as planned, right? When that happens, you will need the comfort of the Holy Spirit, and I want you to know him when that time comes. He will come, right? You're going to stumble. You're going to sin. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to forget who you are, but he's going to come in and comfort you and remind you and tell you, look, you made a mistake, but that mistake doesn't define you. What defines you is what Jesus already did for you on the cross, You're a child of mine. Now take up your identity and let your actions flow from that place. The Spirit will come and tell you that again. He'll come and remind you and tell you that in the end, it's going to be okay. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. He'll come and remind you and tell you that the best is yet to come. And you can even say that in a hard time because the truth is, until Jesus comes back, the best really is yet to come. To come. Not only that, the next thing we're going to see is he will also counsel you. It says in John 16 that when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, right? Man, I believe in professional counseling. I've often told you guys and referred you guys to it. I've seen two professional counselors in my lifetime, and I'll go see one again if the Lord leads me to do that, right? And sometimes the Holy Spirit will counsel me and say, go and get a counselor because you need professional help, Jackson. You can't do this on your own. You need someone else empowered by the Spirit who's a professional to come and help you. But in our day-to-day living, we can have somebody counseling us, redirecting us, helping us, showing us what to do, what is right and what is wrong, how to overcome a situation. What should I do here? What should I do there? Man, guys, I'm, does anyone like, who here drives? Who drives? Man, a lot of you guys can drive. That's sick, right? Okay, so when I'm driving, right, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a talker, right? Like, like I'll, here, here's what I do that's bad, right? I'll leave here tonight, and I'll go when I call one of, like, my, I'm one of six kids, right? I'll call one of my brothers on my drive home. I try to capitalize on that time, right? And really, guys, I'm on my knees pleading for God to show up at this youth group, right? And he does, and we have epic nights. Worship is great. You guys share some beautiful things, and I'm stoked God showed up the way I asked him to, and I never even stopped to pray to thank him, right? And that is truly crazy, right? Man, we must be doing that. We must stop and reflect and thank God, thank the Spirit for doing what he did, right? Man, he can be our counselor in that. It says in Isaiah, whether you turn to the right or the left, Your ears will hear a voice saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Guys, I was uh, at court in Vieira this morning, right, Um, handling some some business um, personally for my family. I had to take care of some things, and it was stressing me out, right? Um, And I had to ensure my family was safe and protected. And, guys, the Holy Spirit brought me so much counsel in that time. And I knew some things were going to come my way that were going to be thrown at me that 
I wasn't going to know how to respond to, right? I, I can think through it all. I can strategize. I can plan. I can prepare. But some things are going to come your way that you're not ready for. You can pray in advance. Holy Spirit, help me remember. It says in the word of God that I need not worry about what to say because at just the right time, the Holy Spirit will tell you exactly what you need to know and exactly what you need to say. Are you experiencing that? Are you walking in that confidence? Because you can and you should, whether to the right or the left, you'll hear a voice saying behind you, this is the way, walk in it. The next thing we see the Holy Spirit do is he will convict you. When the Spirit, Jesus would say, when the Spirit comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment, right? See, when we disobey God, we're missing out on God's best for us, right? As a Christ follower, right? He will convict you because you will sin. And he'll say, turn back. That's not who you are. That's not the fullest life, right? You might think that's going to be good for you, but you know in the long term it's not good for you. It'll be short-term pleasure that minutes after this is over or days after this is over or, or a few months after whatever this thing is, is over, you will be left hurting alone and broken and lied to. So that's why I don't want you to do that. The Holy Spirit will come and tell us that. For the Christian, he'll come in. There's scriptures. You're going to hear me teach. The scriptures you're going to hear in your own devotional life, and I know you guys know what I'm talking about, is he will illuminate scriptures to you. He'll highlight scriptures to you that you never even knew that you memorized or remembered. And maybe you never even intentionally did, but that is within your heart. It's stored in your heart, and the Holy Spirit will show it to you and say, you need to turn back to this. You need to submit to this. When you hear that voice, you must not resist that, right? So here's the thing. Can you out the love of God? What do you think? Can you sin so much that God doesn't love you anymore once Jesus Christ became your Lord? Uh-uh. Romans 8, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God, right? You're like, cool, good thing, right? But here's the thing. You can sin. You can choose to sin, and you will suffer, right? And you will be quenching the Holy Spirit. You will be grieving the Holy Spirit, and you will affect the Holy Spirit's anointing on your life. You will certainly be used a lot less, and sin does matter, right? I don't want to wade too deep into those waters, but we grieve the Holy Spirit, right? And we must not do that because it will affect how much God is going to use you. And you'll have an entire eternity to think about it, right? And I don't say that to scare you or freak you out, but I pray the Holy Spirit puts a little fire under your butt to consider these ways, right? We must do that. He will, in fact, convict us, and that's a blessing, and then for the non-believer, he'll say, look, you need to turn your life over to God. That's one of the roles and functions of spirit, right? Maybe you and I, we forgot to love spirit. Francis Chan calls him the forgotten God. What do you guys think about that? He calls him the forgotten God. Do you feel like that we've forgotten him? I mean, maybe we have. But tonight in this teaching, we're remembering him. And we're like, whoa, I've been neglecting this beautiful gift, this wonderful relationship, this incredible comforter and counselor, this convictor. That will help me, right? Jesus laid down his life for us, right? And the spirit goes to all of us and says, receive this gift, turn or repent. And then when we do, he gives us the power to kill sin, right? And that's a beautiful thing when we walk in relationship with him. I mean, we're going to stop viewing him as an it. We're going to start viewing him as God who can be loved and also grieved. And then we're going to live out seeking to please him more. Everyone, please bow your heads. Please close your eyes. Because we just did a super overhead and summary of the Holy Spirit.
influence, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. We're going to practice listening to him. Jesus said to the disciples and John, he's next to you. And like we already said tonight, if Jesus Christ is your Lord, he's inside of you. And he wants to minister to you. And Isaiah had said that you can hear him like his voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. Would you practice listening to him? We already said tonight, God's omnipresent. He's everywhere. But there's a difference between knowing the Holy Spirit and God being everywhere. There's a difference between really walking in a relationship with Spirit. Would you just listen to his voice right now? Would you say, Holy Spirit, and I, I have forgotten about you. I can relate to, to that disciple when he walked up to those people and says, have you received the Spirit yet? And they said, no, what is that? You might be like, God, that's me. Well, I want you to be encouraged tonight, student. You're not going to walk like that any longer. Start walking in the Spirit. Start getting to know Him. Start learning more about Him. Man, walk in the Spirit of truth. He's going to bring you under the truth. And that's a beautiful thing. We're not alone. He did not leave us. He did not forsake us. For He's empowered us with the same Spirit that has raised Christ from the dead. So would you right now say, God, you promised me the Spirit in your word. I want to hear from you. I want to know you. If you're struggling with this right now, struggling to know the Holy Spirit, would you cry out and say, help my unbelief? Help my unbelief. Help me, God. Help me know you. If you're going through a trial and you need comfort right now, would you just say, Holy Spirit, would you comfort me? If you need to know what to do, remember we learned that he is our counselor. Would you say, Holy Spirit, tell me what to do. I need your counsel. I need your direction. Now, right now, listen to Spirit. Say, Spirit, search me and know my heart. See if there's any offensive way in me. Is there a habit you have in your life that you're not giving over to God? Is there something that you're partaking in that is throwing off your anointing? That's throwing off how much God can use you? Say, Holy Spirit, I've forgotten who I am. Would you bring me back? Holy Spirit, thank you for advocating for me. Thank you for defending me. Thank you that I'm not alone, but Holy Spirit, I'm waiting with you on the return of Jesus Christ. It's your name I pray, amen. You guys, please stand. We're gonna have a time of worship. And um, guys, you're gonna have an opportunity to share. I want you to keep listening to Holy Spirit in this time of worship. Would you just say in this time of worship as you worship him, God, give me a word. Maybe you have a word of encouragement from the Spirit tonight for this youth group. It could be for a specific person. It can be for who we are, right? It can be for what we should be doing, what we can do, right? I mean, listen to Spirit tonight. He wants to speak to you, and then he wants to speak through you after this time of worship. So I'm going to get off the mic. We're going to sing, right? And then I expect you guys to come down and share. Come and share how not just God is speaking to you, Holy Spirit is speaking through you in the word, in the scriptures. Would you come and share that? If you have been in the word this week, which I surely hope that you are, because that's one of our goals this year, is that we're in the word every day and night, right? If you've been in the word this week, I want you to share what God is doing through you. Because as I've been teaching in the Carry the Fire series, the fire is not taught, it's caught. When you guys are in the word and God is speaking to you through the Holy Spirit and you share it with other people, man, it's going to be encouraging to us and we're going to do it too, right? 
Maybe you have a new relationship that's been a blessing to your life. That's what I want to happen here. I want every person meeting new people here at the bridge, belonging here. I never had that here at Calvary Chapel when I was your age. And I left and I didn't come back till I was 22. That's why at the end of service, one of our goals is that we will meet one new person when we go. Because connection matters. Helping people feel comfortable here matters, right? If you've made a new relationship, or maybe you have a call for us to go out and help make people feel more comfortable here, right? Maybe you want to challenge us in that way, then, then, then we'll do that on the microphone after this song, right? I want to hear how God is moving in your life. So you're going to have time to share after this song of worship. Let's sing together. Hey guys, thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.